0: Welcome, welcome to my live stream. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome. Uh, very glad to see you. Uh, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is uh, Andre Lefevre. I am an independent citizen uh, journalist, um, extreme libertarian. I practice something really, really illegal nowadays uh, in the United States. It's called the First Amendment. A mouth off on things political, things cultural, things. Uh, Interesting. And today is uh, Monday, February 25th, uh, 2018. We managed to live this long and we haven't uh, destroyed the Western civilization yet. And it's not a small thing to live in the Western civilization in 2019. Uh, The time is 6.29 in the PM, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, I am uh, 12 miles east of downtown Los Angeles. In California, we are going to talk about what's going on in the minds of neocons and why I think that they are doing their best to start two wars—one in Venezuela and one in—and um, in, in one in the Middle East. Uh, what you see if you're watching me on my uh, live stream, you see uh, the latest footage that I saw that I found uh, of what's going on in Venezuela uh it, it is not looking good for venezuelans uh what has happened in venezuela is that he, apparently the cia led uh, uh, coup d'etat did not go well because uh, the uh, duly elected president maduro didn't want to go um let, before i get in uh well let me let me let me back up a little bit because uh, this is going to be uh, a fairly long live stream, and I want to put everything in um, uh, in order. The neocons got a taste of uh, money from the um, from the defense contracts during the uh, Vietnam War, and they don't want to let it go. Is uh, since. Uh, since, uh, what is it, uh, 1964, and I'll go through the timeline of the endless foreign wars, they've been hungering, they've been hungering for more and more defense orders, and it's cheap. Because when you have conventional wars, like what you see on the screen, uh, shooting uh, shooting cannons and uh, shooting small firearms, it is very easy and very cheap to manufacture to replace that ammunition. Uh, the American taxpayers paid the top dollar for those things, so the profit margins are high. So all the endless wars that we had since Vietnam brought enormous, enormous profits uh, to, um, to the military-industrial complex. And uh, since we elected Donald Trump, he began to pull us out of the Middle East. Uh, he pre- pretty much ended the war in Syria in Iraq, and he is ending the war in um, Afghanistan, and uh, our um, defense industrial complex, military industrial complex, is getting very, very hungry. So um, they are trying to restart uh, two wars: one in um, uh, one in uh, the Middle East, and the other one in um, in Venezuela. Uh, let me go through a timeline from the time of the v- of, Viet- uh, of, of Vietnam War And tell you why I think we are looking at a restart of an endless uh, war because I Like to put things in perspective. We the middle-class people the deplorables We work every day We're not New York intellectuals We don't have uh, wealthy parents trust fund Uh, We're not trust fund kids, and we don't sponge off the uh, government like like those intellectual professorial class that takes four or five months off a year sabbaticals and hardly even work when they teach the class. They have uh, their class assistants uh, teach the classes. We actually have to work for a living. We don't have time uh, to get inside every story and see the big picture. Uh, so sometimes for, for us, it's, it's hard when we see the news, it's hard for us to put things in perspective, not because we're stupid. We're actually smarter than New York intellectuals and so-called ruling class that wants to lord over us. We're a lot smarter because we solve our personal problems every day the way they cannot, because they live in a distributive society. Things are given to them, uh, trust fund kids, and the live of our dime. So let me uh, let me start with um, let me start. Uh, I put together a timeline this morning. It took me about an hour uh, of uh, since the Gulf of Tonkin incident. And I want to bring you to today, and I think it's going to be interesting for uh, for all of us to put things in perspective and see where the neocons are trying uh, trying to take us. So uh, let's see here. Let me bring this up. Here we go. Um, Endless uh, foreign war timeline. Let's start with uh, August 2nd, uh, uh, 1964. Gulf of Tonkin incident. And I cut and pasted most of it. Uh, I think uh, some of it came from Wikipedia. Uh, Might as well. So the Gulf of Tonkin incident, also known as the USS Maddox incident, was it international confrontation that led to, to the United States engaging more directly in Vietnam War. Basically, CIA staged an attack on, uh, on our own vessel. Nobody got killed, and convinced Congress to declare war in Vietnam. So we put um, uh, tens of thousands of American draftees in there. I, I don't have an exact number in front of me how many died, but uh, it became a huge fiasco. It became a huge fiasco. Uh, There was a huge, uh, if you're too young to remember, there was a huge anti-war movement that dwarfs anything that Antifa and um, that Antifa and uh, today's uh, uh, hard left put up. And um, Nixon, when he was elected in 1968, he ended the war. For which, on uh, August 9, 1974, he was forced to resign. So on August 9, 1974, our 37th president, Richard uh, Milhouse Nixon, resigns, and for all practical purposes, the U.S. Uh, the US presence in the Southeast Asia ends shortly after. Um, Roger Stone uh, have written, and I heard him uh, talk about it, believes that the reason uh, Deep State, uh, Deep Six, uh, President Nixon is exactly because he ended the war in Vietnam that was hugely profitable for the Deep State. I mean, there were unbelievable profits that were made. Uh, Under the pretext of fighting communism, uh, we were wasting material in human lives and uh, one percenters were making all, all the money. Um, no, there was a period of uh, malaise in the United States uh, for, uh, for about eight years, uh, uh, through uh, all through the Jimmy Carter years. Uh, so in 1979, Soviet Union, which was uh, even more radical than George Soros or, or any other lefties that we have in the United States back then. Uh, Leonid Brezhnev, uh, who was the chairman of the board of the Communist Party, uh, actually the title was uh, general secretary. Uh, i not going to go into it why uh, it evolved back then, maybe in, in another um, uh, livestream. Uh, he sent the 40th uh, uh, Soviet army to invade uh, Afghanistan. Uh, the war lasted from uh, until 1989. Now, uh, Ronald Reagan was elected, who is one of the greatest presidents we ever had, except uh, he, in order to win, he had to take a neocon as a vice president, Uh, George H. Bush, the chairman of the board of the deep state. And under his tutelage, uh, the uh, operation Cyclone was created and it lasted from 1979 to 1989. And um, the name of the operation is not well known, but it was very simple. Uh, Our government funded, spent crazy amount of money uh, funding uh, the uh, Muslim radicals, including Osama bin Laden, and we'll talk about him uh, a little bit later, to fight against the Soviet occupations of uh, Afghanistan, which lasted for 10 years. Uh, it was a guerrilla war uh, very similar to what the North Vietnamese uh, Ms. Viet Cong did to us in Vietnam. It was very brutal, it mutilated uh, emotionally and physically several generations of, uh, uh, of Russians, and it did not well uh, for, uh, for Russia As a matter of fact, that war probably caved the Soviet Union in. Now, the Operation Cyclone was the uh, lasted from officially from 1979 to 1989, but I think it still exists. It just probably has changed names many different times. If uh, if you know uh, if you know the new code names, if you have any more details, uh, you're welcome to go to my website WildNews.us. Uh, my contact information is there. I love being corrected and getting new information. So um, the, this was uh, the uh, most expensive covert CIA operation ever undertaken. Funding began with twenty to thirty million per year in 1980, and rose to six hundred and thirty million per year in 1987. And I lifted those things from Wikipedia. Uh, excuse me. me start with this. Uh, so. That was that. That was a very profitable operation for the deep state. On the February 15, 1989, the Soviet Union pulls uh, its last troops from Afghanistan, uh, and Mujahideen uh, form a Taliban. Uh, or, and the Mujahideen, the fighters, either uh, go back to their own countries or form uh, a Taliban. I was doing a lot of business uh, in the Warsaw Bloc countries at the time. Uh, and I was watching the last pullout on February 15, 1989. I was in a hotel in Moscow when that happened. Um, I have seen the breakup of the Soviet Union with my own two eyes. I have traveled a lot uh, through the former Soviet Union in those days, and it was uh, something to watch. So that program ends. So dates are very important. February 15, 1989, George Bush Sr. is the president. Uh, the gravy train is over for, uh, for the deep state. Soviet Union is no longer in there. There's no more endless foreign wars. Well, July 25, 1980. You again the date uh, February 15, 1989 the gravy train ends for the deep state. July 25, 1990. Uh, U.s ambassador to Iraq April Gillespie, gave Saddam Hussein go ahead to invade Kuwait uh, the problem was is that Kuwaitis did a slant drilling uh in uh, uh in in uh, to the let's see that if I wrote that down uh to uh, slant drilling across the border into Ar- ramallah oil fields they were pissed off about that And uh, in at that time there was a lot of oil. Oil was cheap, and Saudi Arabia and Kuwaitis wanted to keep uh, wanted to uh, contract the supply of oil to bring the prices up, and Saddam Hussein uh, wanted to uh, wanted uh, needed more money, so he wanted to sell more um, oil. But Kuwaitis were trying to drain uh, uh, the oil fields under Iraq. They did a slam drilling. I'm not justifying his invasion of Kuwait. I'm just putting things in perspective. So the way I understand that, he discussed this with the ambassador Gillespie. You can pull it up on the internet. I don't know how accurate this transcript is. But the last thing that Gillespie, our ambassador, told him when he wanted to invade Kuwait Uh, She told them, we have no opinion on your uh, Arab arab conflicts, such as your dispute with Kuwait. Secretary of State James Baker has directed me to emphasize the instruction uh, first given to Iraq in 1960s, then to Kuwait, that, uh, that the Kuwait issue is not associated with America. So she told Saddam Hussein, basically, go ahead and invade. Kuwait issue is not associated with us. And according to the transcript, uh, Saddam um, uh, smiles. So that conversation um, uh, happened on July 15, 1990. August 2nd, uh, uh, 1990, Iraq invades Kuwait uh, to stop Emirates from slam drilling across the border of Ramela oil fields. And, um, and I'm sure there were other reasons, but uh, a lot of propaganda uh, came about the atrocities. Uh, of uh, Iraqi soldiers in Kuwait, most of it was propaganda. Most of it never happened, such as killing little babies in a hospital, throwing them out of incubators, uh, gutting women and cutting their limbs off. Most of it, uh, there's no evidence that that ever happened. But that was uh, that was put out in the uh, in the corporate control media in the United States to justify. Um, uh operation desert storm desert shield first desert sto- uh, storm so august 2nd 1990 so uh the neocons trying to restart the gravy train 1990 to 1991 operation desert shield and desert storm uh george uh bush orders um the troops and we know what happened we kicked uh, iraqis ass something uh, something awful Then uh, George uh, H. Bush was not elected again. It was a huge blow to the neocons because uh, for whatever reason uh, uh, Mr. Clinton did not start a major war in the Middle East. Uh, He uh, did ignite a, uh, a cocaine trade which already existed, it was uh, done uh, by the CIA uh, from, uh, from South and Central America into the United States. But uh, under him, uh, that, uh, that illicit trade uh, became the preview of US federal government, it was an illicit way. The CIA was earning uh, uh, money that did not have to shop anywhere on, uh, on the books. Uh, for one reason or another, uh, he, um, uh, President Clinton did not get us involved in a major foreign war. Uh, the Bush younger gets elected again. The, the deep uh, the deep state Prince. September 11, 2001, Twin Tower complex and uh, Pentagon sustain sustain explosive damage. Uh, 2,996 people died. That's official count. Well, um, it is obvious to me that that was not done by some uh, Obama bin Laden like character out of the caves of um, Afghanistan, that just could not have happened. Uh, That was a Hollywood production, if you will. It was perfect. Remember the movie, Wag the Tail? Well, this was Wag the Tail on the 9-11 scale. The two buildings were blown up and the whole complex went down. Everything captured on video. And remember, in 19, in 2001, there were no um, iPhones, there were no um, intelligent cell phones. But yet everything, the first and second strikes, were captured supposedly uh, perfectly. I found um, stateofthenation.com listed uh, 10 reasons, actually 11 reasons why this was a uh, inside job. Let's go over it just for kicks and giggles. First, the twin towers at the World Trade Center did not come down as a result of passenger airplanes hitting them. Rather, there were controlled demolitions. Building number seven was never hit by an airliner number two. Building number seven was never hit by an airplane. and was brought down by a perfectly controlled demolition, as proven by several different videos of the engineer collapse. Number three, the airliner that never hit the Pentagon, American Airlines Flight 77, was, in fact, a very purposefully aimed cruise missile from US military personnel, as demonstrated by the entry and exit holes. I have to say about Flight 77. I don't know if, if they, even if it ever existed, but let's say it did. I'm pretty sure it was shut down by a U.S. fighter because I remember at that time on that day I was watching, was glued to the TV, and I remember a report from a local station in Virginia, I believe, uh, that uh, showed uh, that showed U.S. fighter aircraft go up and it had missiles intact under the wings. And I cannot remember which ones it was. Um, I, I, I don't know which aircraft it was at that time, but you could see the missiles. And then the same report showed the same airplane with the same tail uh, numbers land, and there were no missiles. Uh, I think the recording from the passengers is fake. Uh, if that flight really did exist, I think it was shut down by the—but uh, the, it's my own personal opinion. Again, uh, I, I, I could be wrong um here is uh, number four according to the flight 93 did not crash in uh, shankville pennsylvania since the coroner who showed up at the crash said remarked that he never attended the crime scene so bloodless and lacking bodies the flight may not have existed five insider uh, traders have uh, proven that they knew about 9 11 attack be- well before it happened Numerous a uh, large transaction prior to the attacks indicate for knowledge by men in high places number six uh, Air defense was instructed to stand down by NORAD North American Aerospace Defense Command uh, going against all protocols number seven Cell phone calls made from the passenger airlines were faked since the reception was technologically impossible at the time at that altitude number eight all four black boxes have been kept in absolute secrecy because of the incriminating evidence of the four-stage attacks. How could there be a black boxes if there were no commercial airlines involved? Now, this particular theory believes that planes never hit anywhere; planes did not exist. That oh, all we had a CGI, a CGI um, which is uh, which is quite possible. I'm not against that theory. Nine. Reports of uh, molten metal in the foundations of the three World Trade Center sky are frequently noted that the buildings were destroyed through controlled uh, through controlled demolition. Uh, let's see, 10. Many of the Osama uh, bin Laden tanks, videos, and photographs are all obvious fakes and fabrications according to several photo voice experts. Uh, how does a passport from an alleged hijacker uh, from a knowledge hijacker and supposed ring meter no less survived the 9-11 explosions and subsequent uh, devastation intact to be used of identification With everything else airlines bodies buildings is MIA and I agree. Now that was happened on September 11. Timeline is important. On October 7, 2000. Uh, 2001. Not 91 we can change that. Uh, let's save it. Um, Operation Enduring Freedom, U.S. invasion of Afghanistan took place. And that easily explained uh, explain the way this worked. Uh, they were two ethnic groups in Afghanistan at the time under Taliban. They were Turkic tribes on the north that were nomadic tribes of the steppes originally, uh, speaking a variation of Turkish, and they were pushed on tribes uh, on the, on the south that uh, were uh, uh, genetically and linguistically related to Pakistanis. Those two ethnic groups didn't like each other, so U.S. used the Turkish uh, Turkic uh, groups, so uh, so-called northern coalition. To uh, destroy the uh, the Pashtun uh, tribes. Uh, as of uh, as of 2018, yeah, I forgot to put the letter F up here. As of 2018, uh, 2372 American servicemen in in, uh, in Afghanistan. Again, the invasion happened. October 7, 2001. So, uh, neocons restarted the money-making um, machine in endless foreign wars. March 20th, 2003, US invades Iraq. Iraq under pretext of Saddam Hussein is stuck by stuck by well weapons of mass destruction, chemical weapons. No weapons of mass destruction have ever been found. Uh, now the another reason that Bush younger used is that supposedly Saddam Hussein uh, was harboring uh, Al Qaeda and other uh, uh, Wahhabi uh, terrorists. Well, let me enlighten uh, all of us. Saddam Hussein was part of the Arab Socialist Bath Party. He's sort of a, a fascist uh, version, uh, Arab version of uh, Benito Mussolini's fascist party. He was a uh, he wasn't an atheist, but he was not a religious man. The chances that he and him and the um, Wah- Wahhabis who are based in uh, in Saudi Arabia, he could not stand Saudi Arabia, could not stand the Wahhabis. Uh, so um, thinking that he is going somehow aid in abet, uh, aid in abet the. Um, religious fundamentalist, is really inconceivable. Moreover, don't forget that we created Al-Qaeda. It was fully controlled by, uh, by the Central Intelligence um, Agency. It grew up out of Mujahideen Movement. Um, Osama bin Laden was financed by CIA uh, when he was fighting, his group was fighting in uh, Afghanistan. There's a lot of questions whether in 2001 he was still alive. Yet he was blamed for the uh, uh, masterminding the attack of 9-11. You can't even call him a patsy. He was just an easy target that was probably dead. And under the pretext, uh, the Neocon started two very, very profitable for them uh, foreign wars. Uh, Moving on, the war keeps on rolling. Two wars keep on rolling, and uh, the printing machine uh, for the... um, Uh, for the neocons, is uh, printing them money. Uh, Obama is elected in uh, 2008 with promises to stop all this um, profit-making by the neocons. Well, he didn't. But uh, the wars were beginning to peter out simply because our armed forces are very good. And we did manage to pacify both Iraq and we did manage to pacify both um, uh, both uh, Afghanistan. CIA was, uh, is making tremendous amounts of money uh, shipping opium from the poppy oil fields of, uh, of uh, Afghanistan. But military-industrial complex needs to make weapons. That's how they make money. So the idea came up to engineer another war in the Middle East. So in January, 2000, uh, January 25th, 2011, uh, I would say this is an official start of uh, Arab Spring. Obama's CIA starts fermenting discontent in the Middle East and North Africa. February 15th, 2011, remember, dates are important. CIA engineers the coup d'etat in Libya, which results in Muammar Gaddafi's violent death. Now, the reason uh, we killed Muammar Gaddafi is real simple. He did not want to use uh, Western fiat money, such as dollars, euro, or, or anything else. He wanted to create a, a real money based on gold, and was trying to sign, uh, sign up the whole uh, African continent to use that currency. The petrodollars uh, system that was created in Bretton Woods after World, uh, World World War II, he was basically trying to chuck it, well, that would hit our elites, especially our defense contractors and oil interests and banking interests, all of them, so hard in their pocket that they just had to kill him, and they killed them in a very gruesome way. So every and everybody on that level knew why he had to die. Remember. Uh, um, Hillary Clinton's um, saying, we came, we saw, he died. There's a reason why she said that. She was serving her masters who could not afford to have such a man create a real currency in the world. Well, um, so here's that uh, the uh, Libya becomes a failed state uh, slave markets open up in uh, in Libya, uh, and uh, Al Qaeda and ISIS are beginning to ship weapons to uh, Syria because the next target of the Niacons was uh, uh, was Syria. They wanted to coup d'état Bashar al-Assad, so uh, they have another war in um, in Syria, and they got another war. It wasn't quite as profitable. Uh, but uh, it was, so in July 29, 2011, CIA renames uh, Syrian ISIS slash Al-Qaeda, they call it Free Syrian Army, they just took the groups and just called them where they're no longer, uh, uh, since, since there were CIA creation. And uh, there were also Department of Defense creations among ISIS and Al-Qaeda as well, which periodically fought among, among themselves, by the way, there's a huge competition for funding of the wars between CIA and Department of Defense that very rarely gets into print. So, so-called Syrian army is created and just the name, the reality is it's just ISIS slash Al Qaeda. And they do their atrocities, they, they kill uh, Christian men and they sell Christian women in the Middle East of the auction block and cut uh, heads off and have their own uh, nice and wonderful atrocities. Moving on, September 11, 2011, Ambassador to Libya, John Stevens killed with three Americans in the Benghazi consulate uh, by ISIS slash al-Qaeda to cover up the uh, arms shipment to Syria. Apparently, uh, he somehow interfered with that pipeline of weapons going into Syria. So he had to be killed. Um, September 22, 2015, Russia sends uh, 2,000 uh, mili- uh, mi- uh, military personnel in 28 combat planes to Syria. Russians have two military bases: C which is the Air Force and Electronic Intelligence uh, base, uh, close to Golan Heights, and uh, in a naval facility, at the port of Tartus, uh, which is very important to Russians. Now, I, I need to uh, explain something. By that time, we see uh, uh, alliances on both sides. Uh, Syria, Iran, and Russia are on one side. United States, us, uh, Israel, and Saudi Arabia are on the other side. So we have a uh, war between uh, United States, Israel, and um, Saudi Saudi Arabia on one side. In Russia, Iran and Syria on the other side. And if you keep that in mind, you'll understand exactly what's happening. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are creation of United States, uh, Saudi Arabia and Israel. And uh, we acted as their air force. And, and I know this goes contrary to what uh, corporate control media says, but uh, Saudi Arabia primarily were using uh, Al-Qaeda uh, to keep Iran uh, to, keep, uh, to keep Iran back, Iran uh, has some uh, megalomaniac ideas to recreating the Persian Empire of the ancient world. They think that uh, pretty much all Middle East East and North Africa belongs to them and of course Saudi Arabia Israel uh, and the United States don't like that. There are no good uh, guys out there probably um, you you can't say that we are bad and they're good. Or- they're good and we're bad. It is a huge human tragedy of what happened in the Middle East and um, all for the sake of making money for the in the military industrial complex. Moving on, April 16, 2016, uh, Obama administration sends 250 or more U.S. servicemen to Syria. Uh, officially, this is the first contingent of uh, U.S. military that goes to Syria. So, neocons are ramping up. Um, uh, war of Iraq ended. The p- printing press pretty much stopped. So, they need a new printing uh, press to make more money. So, the uh, neocons want to restart the war in Syria. Uh, January 2019, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, defeated by Syria. Russians and Kurds. By that time we have President Trump in power and he's not in favor of restarting the endless war in the Middle East. Well, um, it looks like uh, the neocons have not given up their desire to uh, their desire to start this war so let me uh, let me in, uh, go a little bit more de- in detail of what's happening uh, of what's happening uh, right now uh let's go through the timeline and uh, this way uh, uh let's do it this way uh, i have it on uh, in here uh january twenty three two thousand nineteen from today venezuela Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido declares himself a president. in uh, Here we go. He wasn't elected. By the way, uh, Mr. Guaido is a uh, CIA creation. I have no doubts about that. He studied in Georgia Town University and he has impeccable CIA creation. Case um In case you don't know, Georgetown is an Ivy League uh, school that produces high-level executives for the CIA. And um, there are think tanks uh, on campus that does work for the CIA. So there's no doubt in my mind that he was prepared for that role about uh, 10, 15 years ago. He wasn't elected. I found a very good uh, description of what happened, and I'm going to read it to you, uh, on Channel 3WBTV. And that was published today. So let me read a few things to you. Uh, government uh, uh, government, and opposition forces are struggling for political power in Venezuela, a country hamstrung by economic chaos and widespread shortages. Millions can afford the basics in life, and the violence is spreading to the borders where aid shipments are being blocked. Uh, as the crisis uh, in the South America nation deepens, there are some things you need to know about Venezuela's situation. And let me bring this, um, uh, this uh, up. This is Venezuela, if uh, this is over the weekend, what you're watching you on the screen. And let's, uh, I'm going to let uh, this uh, video run in a loop while I'm, I'm reading. Who is the president? It seems like a simple question, but two men have staked a claim. President Nicolas Maduro was sworn uh, uh, into a second six-year term in office in early January. Just a couple of weeks later, opposition leader Juan Guaido declared himself acting president, uh, directly challenging Maduro. Uh, As you might expect, Maduro uh, is in no mood to uh, give up the game. Why is there a dispute? Maduro was uh, first elected to office in 2013 after the death of Hugo Chavez. It was a narrow victory, less than two percentage points. The Venezuelan economy turned south during the first term and his reelection did, uh, uh, did last year turned controversial. Many opposition candidates were barred from running while others were jailed uh, or, or, or fled their homeland. When Maduro won the ballot, the nation's opposition-controlled National Assembly refused to recognize the election results, calling the elections unfair, and the president, Sivayka, uh, under Venezuelan constitution, the head of the National Assembly, takes over as acting president in such cases. Um, okay. How much power does Guaido have? In reality, very little, actually. The only power he has is because he's supported by the neocons in United States. And uh, the real dispute, the real reason for the dispute, is there. Uh, Maduro uh, is allied uh, with uh, uh, with the Rus- with Russia, uh, China, and other third world countries, and he does not does not allow our banking elites and our oil uh, oil elites the taste of the oil profits. Um, Guaido is the creation of our banking and oil elites, and he will feed them. Actually, they will take the majority of the profits from Venezuela, and he's their uh, their servant boy. Um, so let's see what happens. Right now, we can see the uh, our government destabilizing Venezuela. I've seen some estimates. If this continues, we're going to have upwards of 3 million. Illegals and refugees heading for our southern border. Um, Remember, most of them uh, will be let in and most of them will vote Democrat. So, an interesting, interesting side note. Um, Let's uh, go over some more news, uh, uh, timeline. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Daily Mail. And uh, I'll put it, I promise you. This may sound that have nothing to do with anything. I'll put it together for you. Uh, This is uh, from uh, January 28th. Iranian uh, Iranian man hangs for violating anti-gay laws and kidnapping two 15-year-old boys. Remember, Iranian man hanged for violating anti-gay laws and kidnapping two 15-year-old boys uh homosexuality is punishable by death in Iran. but this man apparently also kidnapped two children. All right, the next story, and this story is dated um, uh, dated uh, January 30. This is from the Times of Israel. And remember, again, the dates are important. Iranian men publicly hanged over charges of gay sex abduction of boys So in this headline it is the abduction of boys is also on, uh, on January 30 is also mentioned uh, The next story Could Trump really launch a war with Iran and this is from foreign policy in focus a neocon uh, publication. This is January first. So the war with Iran is beginning to be openly discussed. The next story: the Saudis, who are member of the alliance against Iran, Russia in Syria, are praised. This is uh, this is uh, from Bloomberg. Headline: Saudi Prince Shows uh, Grip on Power Names First Female U.S. Envoy. Remember the headlines: Iran uh, uh, Iran Bad Hangs a Man for Being Homosexual, a- and by the way, he also kidnapped some boys. Saudi Prince Shows Grip on Power Names First Female U.S. Envoy. Progressive, wonderful um, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, by the way, also has laws that uh, would. Uh, Homosexuality is illegal. It's a Sharia law. It's also punishable by death in Saudi Arabia, but they're being praised Uh, The next story This is a tweet uh, from uh, February 13th 2019 that was deleted by Prime Minister of uh, uh, Israel uh, Benjamin Netanyahu Here is uh, what was tweeted and he I believe he was in Poland at the time talking about Middle East uh, problems. Um, What is important about this meeting, and is not secret because there are many of those, that there is an open meeting with the representatives of leading Arab countries that are sitting down together with Israel in order to advance the common interests of war with Iran. Read this very carefully. Prime Minister of Israel is tweeting, letting the cat out of the bag. Israel, in order to advance the common interest of war with Iran. Well, the scandal arose and he changed the tweet. So now the tweet reads, um, uh, everything else the same, but the last sentence uh, is changed. In order to advance the common interest in combating Iran. In here, he's talking about a war. He's talking the truth, letting the cat out of the bag. Here, he had to change it. All right? And that is uh, on uh, on the thirteenth. So uh, this is February thirteenth. Um, on, uh, um, on February, that's important. February nineteenth, we see this fluff piece from n uh, from NBC News. Trump administration launches global effort to end criminalization of homosexuality. Not, nowhere in that story it was mentioned. It was. Iran had the buckets of a refuse poured all over it for <coughs> executed the man for being homosexual. Nowhere in that report states that he was more than likely actually executed for not being homosexual, by for kidnapping uh, two boys. Nowhere in that report it says that. Also in that report, if you read it, if you read it carefully, it also uh, it 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 also Mentions that uh, in Saudi Arabia there are also anti-gay laws, but plays them down to the point of uh, of ridiculous. But it is very very clear that the purpose of this hit piece is to demonize Iran and to lift uh, and, and to lift uh, Saudi Arabia. So uh, neocons, uh, this is a psychop. Demonize Iran. Praise praise Saudi Arabia, our ally. Yeah, they are preparing us psychologically so we will support the crusade against an evil, evil Iran that kills innocent gays. By the way, it's something that is not widely known. Yeah, homosexuality is illegal in Iran, but uh, uh, the uh, transitioning operations that transition um, people suffering from uh, gender dysphoria from men to women is legal in there. And uh, some of the observers think that uh, since homosexuality is illegal, a lot of uh, Iranian gays simply choose to go through a sex change operation. Just a little aside. Uh, Moving on. Uh, This is from today. Headline from Bloomberg, from Bloomberg, Venezuela neighbors push back against use of uh, military uh, military force. Uh, well, maybe there is some hope uh, that appears that um, governments of Colombia, Peru, uh, don't really want to go along with the neocons yet. Um, not sure why. My suspicion is, is that there are behind the scenes, there's a lot of horse trading and conversations of going on. But so far, uh, Colombia and Peru are not that interested in, um, in having uh, endless uh, foreign war by American forces in Venezuela. And the next story really, really, uh, really alarming. This is from Reuters and uh, this is from today. Uh, after Putin's uh, warning, Russian TV lists nuclear targets in uh, uh, in U.S. And let me read you a couple of paragraphs, it is, uh, obviously, uh, Russians are responding to our saber-rattling. Um, Moscow Reuters, Russian state television has listed U.S. military uh, facilities that Moscow would target in the event of a nuclear strike, and said that a hypersonic missile rush is developed and would be able to hit them in less than five minutes. The targets included the Pentagon and the presidential retreat at Camp David, Maryland. Uh, the report, unusual even by the sometimes bellicose standards of Russian state TV, was broadcast on Sunday evening, days after President Vladimir Putin said Moscow was mi- militarily ready for a Cuban missile-style crisis if the United States wanted one. Um, to me, it's, um, it's a clear, clear warning. To our neocons, stay away from uh, uh, from Iran. Uh, this is very unusual, and it is not. It is not something that should be just dismissed. Um, anyways, um, that, was, uh, that was that was that. Um, I want to say want to say a few words. Um, I don't think we're on the brink of uh, of nuclear war with Russia, and also I suspect uh, that uh, we are not going to war with uh, with Iran. I could be proven wrong. I don't have any special knowledge. I, I just follow the news. It appears to me that neocons, even though they may have right now the ear of the President Trump, they're also vulnerable. Uh, the same accommodation would have to be reached with them. Um, I don't know. I will monitor the news uh, on the Venezuelan front. Uh, unfortunately, I think we will have some sort of a, a U.S. military involvement in Venezuela, and I think it's going to be—it's uh, going to be awful, like all our uh, our involvements in uh, endless foreign wars. Since the Gulf of Tonkin, uh, fake. Um, I am on my website, uh, WildNews.us. Um, I'm a true blue citizen uh, journalist. I don't get paid for this. I just uh, took an hour this morning. Now I'm taking an hour to do this, uh, uh, to do this live stream, this uh, podcast. Um, I would appreciate it if you uh, retweet uh, uh, retweet my uh, podcast and my, uh, my live stream. I'd like to grow my audience. And if for some reason you want to get in touch with me, just click on the contact info. My phone number and my, um, my email is there. I suggest if you don't know me personally, email me first because I may think that uh, it's a spam call where I'm busy during the day. I have a career that has nothing to do with uh, uh, journalism and uh, has nothing to do with politics, dissemination of information. Uh, I'm a true blue citizen, amateur uh, journalist. I do it because I love it. It's my hobby. I uh, really, really, really appreciate you joining me. Really appreciate you joining me uh, on my live stream and on my podcast. I cannot even express in words how much I enjoy it. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Every one of you is precious uh, to me. Uh, I need to go home. Uh, Again, I have a long, hard day at work. And I know that my wife is going to start calling me in a few minutes asking, uh, why am I not home yet? And as you well know, uh, happy wife. Happy life. So, folks, have a wonderful, absolutely beautiful uh, evening. God bless you. And if I don't see you tomorrow, I'll see you a day after. God bless you, man.